Amen. It's our month of quantum leaps. Quantum leaps. Glory to God. Come on, say it's my month of quantum leaps. Hallelujah. So in our journey with the Lord, there are seasons of visitation. There are seasons of visitations of God in our lives. And then these seasons are actually provoked by the mercies of God. Or at times, they are provoked by the prayers of the saints over our lives. Or even at times, they are provoked by our own prayers, especially the prayers that we prayed in tongues yesteryears. The prayers that we have prayed in tongues yesterday, yesteryear. Some of them, we have prayed them five years ago, ten years ago. And then these prayers are provoking a season in our lives. And it is important that when these prayers begin to provoke these seasons, it's important that we understand, we know the seasons. And then one of the things that begin to manifest when this season of visitation comes is that prophetic words begin to come. So these prayers then provoke prophetic insights and prophetic words and then prophetic declarations that come and then signify the time and then season of our visitation. Now to be very specific, by the mercies of God and probably by our prayers of yesteryears, we are in that season of quantum leaps. It's a visitation of quantum leaps. And it's important you know this. You know, on Sunday, we, we looked at the fact that Jerusalem became a ruined place. And why? Because they didn't know their time of visitation. The city became ruined. So, in other words, there are things that we can prevent because we know the time of our visitation. So we saw that in Luke chapter 19, verse 41. And I'll quickly read. It said, and when he was come near, he beheld the city, the city of Jerusalem. And this is Jesus speaking. And then wept over the city. You can imagine that even at that, time, at that point in time, there was nothing Jesus could actually do about the city. So there are certain things that Jesus couldn't do. The Bible said when he went to his hometown, he couldn't perform mighty miracles. Why? Because of the unbelief. Not that he wouldn't, he could not. He could not. Unbelief, unbelief limited Jesus Christ. And then not knowing the time of our visitation can also limit the work of God in our lives. The miracles that God has set for our lives. The visitation that God has set for our lives. And then what did Jesus say about Jerusalem? He says, saying, if thou hast known, if thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, at least, the things which belong unto your peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. They couldn't see the, thing that, the things that will make for their peace, the things that will make for their miracles, the things that will cause their visitation to be a reality. They didn't know it. They were hidden from their eyes. He said, if at least you have known, 
You could prevent what is about to happen to you. You see, and that is why I look at, but thank God, thank God the church of Jesus Christ in Nigeria, we are up to it. We will never again allow the devil to take over our nation. Never again. Because we know this is our season of visitation. In Nigeria, it's our season of visitation. Never again are we going to sit down and fold our hands and just look. No. We're going to stand up and say, this is our season of visitation. We know it. This is the set time to favor Zion. We're not going to be like the city of Jerusalem that they did not know. We know. We know. Come on, say we know. No, no. Hallelujah. He <laughs> said, For the days shall come, that's verse 23, upon thee that thy enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee on every side and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee and they shall not live in thee one stone upon another. He said, why will this happen? Because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. And so we saw that there were two things. There were two things that affected their peace. That affected God's plan for their lives. That affected God's miracle. That affected the peace that was supposed to be upon Jerusalem. He said, he said the things that supposed to help them, so these things were hidden from them. And then they didn't know the time of their visitation. So it's a dangerous thing for us not to know. And that is why we know that it's our time of quantum leaps. It's our season of quantum leaps. The Bible speaks of the sons of Issachar in First Chronicle chapter 12, verse 32. It says, And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. They had understanding of the times. And not only that they had understanding of the times, it's one thing for you to have an understanding of the times and seasons, and yet not to know what to do. But they knew what Israel ought to do. This is important. In Psalm 102 verse 13, he said, Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. It's important to know the set time. It's our set time of quantum leaps. It's my set time of quantum leaps. You know, the mercy of God is what has declared quantum leaps for us. <laughs> and you need to get into it. You need to lambano it. You need to take it by force. You need to receive it. Hallelujah. So in such a time like this, it's not only important to know and understand the timing, but also to know what to do and how to navigate such a time as this. Hence, the need for light. The need for light. The Bible says, Arise, shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. He said, Gross darkness shall be upon the people. So in the midst of darkness, what do you need? What do you need? Light. 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 Anyone that will be able to navigate this life will need light. The light of life. You will need light. You can imagine you want to you want to move and navigate at night without light. And then you're driving a car with no light. How would you struggle? 
at some point you might need you might need to even hit someone or you might just go and just have an accident anyone driving without lights at night is a potential accident in the in the making in the making he won't drive far before he has he, he, he gets an accident so what do you need at a time like this yes we know the season we know is our season of quantum leaps but what do we need we need light and look at the children of israel when it was time when it was that season for them to move out of egypt the word of the lord came unto moses in exodus chapter 13. Exodus 6. Let's start with Exodus 6 first. Exodus 6. And then start reading from verse 3. Exodus 6. Start reading from verse 3. He said, And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. He said, I'm coming in a different way. I'm coming in a different glory, dimension of glory that you have never experienced before. And he said, it's a dimension of glory by the name Jehovah. So the code name <laughs> is the name Jehovah. Hallelujah. And, and at times we think we have known all of God. <laughs> it's when we get to eternity that we know we haven't known all of God. Because every day he's going to reveal the different dimensions of his glory. Every day in eternity. When God reveals himself, you will see another dimension you have never seen before. And that's how it's going to continue till eternity. He will repeat himself. His glory will keep coming. In different ways and different manners. For years and years and years and zillions of years, it will continue in eternity. And yet, we will keep knowing God. Glory to God. And so here, in their walk with God, the children of Israel, they said, I've revealed myself as the Almighty God, but now I want to reveal myself as Jehovah. Verse 5 says, and I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I've also heard the groaning of the children of Israel. So what provoked this visitation? The groaning of the children of Israel provoked it. So I told you that at times it could be by the mercies of God. We saw that in in Psalm 102 verse 13 said thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion and so his mercy provoked their time of visitation he says for the time to favor her yea the time the set time is come but what happened first thou shalt arise and do what have mercy so we see the different dimensions that can provoke the visitation of God, the mercy of God, then the groanings, the Bible says, the groanings, the prayers of the children of Israel provoked God. So, and I did say also, the prayer of saints over your life, the tongues that the saints have prayed over your life can provoke your time of visitation. But how, what do you begin to see in the time of your visitation? Prophetic words begin to come. Prophetic declaration begins to come. And this prophetic declaration begins to signify and to show you the boy, your time of visitation is here. Glory to God. Verse 5 said, I have also heard their groaning whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, the children of Israel, he said, I have remembered my covenant. I have remembered my covenant. 
I have remembered my promises. Therefore, wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will lead you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretch out arm and with great judgment. So we'll see the prophetic word coming to the children of Israel and say, this is the set time to move you out. But the next question is, okay, having known that, oh, the set time to move these people out is now. What, how did he move them? How? But how did the Lord lead them here? He says, he says, look at it. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them what? Light. To give them what? Light. Two things. Watch it. To lead them and then to give them light to go by day and night. Ha 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 ha. One is leading them and then he now gave them light to move. Because it is one thing for God to lead you without light you will not even be able to know how to follow him. Hallelujah. I'm not sure if you are getting that. Are you getting that? He said, he said uh, uh, look at that again. Look at it. Look at it. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way. And then by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. Light for what? To go by day and night. The pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud were meant to give them light. Light. Light is the agent of God to know how to navigate life to move into your quantum leaps. How did Peter, we saw that story, in the book of Luke, how did Peter experience a quantum leap? How did he experience that net-breaking catch of fish, which was a great quantum leap? How did he? Because there was a direction. Jesus gave the direction. Launch onto the deep. Launch there, yes, there. Launch into it, there. That was something from a natural standpoint they wouldn't have done. Because all of those places have actually been done. They have, they have combed everywhere. Everywhere in the night. Everything used their professional uh, understanding, their professional expertise. They've tried everything. And yet they couldn't even catch one fish. One. They couldn't. Hallelujah. One fish they could not. And yet by revelation, they caught a net-breaking fishes. That was what they caught. They experienced the quantum leaps. How? By revelation. By light. Light. Come on, say light. Light is very key. Light is the agent of God that shows us what to do, what steps to take, and how to do it. 
So that's why when you come in contact with God, what God will begin to give you is called light. Call us a light. That's why the Bible says, the entrance of your world does what? Give it light. Light. So and the encounters, when you have encounters with God and then there is no light, ah, I doubt that kind of encounter. It's not a complete encounter. Every encounter will come with light. Every encounter. When Jesus Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration encountered God, what happened? There was a transformation. He, he, his whole body was transformed and then there was light everywhere. When Paul the Apostle encountered Jesus Christ on his way to Damascus, what happened? Light everywhere. I mean, those were lights that showed physically. Because this light, they penetrate from the realm of the spirit and then penetrate in the realm of the now. In the realm of space and time. And then they saw the light. It is not all light that will penetrate into the realm of space and time. But because you didn't see physical light, does not mean that there's no light in the spirit. Hallelujah. There are times that the spectaculars will take place. Like in the case of Paul going to Damascus, in the place of in the case of Jesus Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration, you know. So that's why you you are not you are not there to you are not there looking for spectaculars. No, you are sensitive to the light that comes into your spirit into your soul. Hallelujah. So we see here that the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way. And by night in a pillar of fire to do what? To give them light. It wasn't light for just the night. He said light to go by day and then by what? Night. And verse 22, he said, He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of the fire by night from before the people. It is just important. So there are two dimensions to it. Light. And then the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire also represents glory. Now we're going to talk about that later, if God permits us. So we can see there are two things. They, they were led by light. They were led by the glory of God. Amen. So it wasn't just light alone. They were also led by the glory of God. And what's this glory of God? The presence of God. <laughs> Now, if we have time, we'll talk about that. But we are, we are concentrating on light tonight. And then let's see how the New Testament describes the church in the wilderness. How they were described. So that you know that the church in the wilderness was a shadow of what? Of how God was going to also lead the believers in the New Testament. Now, look at the First Corinthians chapter 10. And then start reading from verse 1. 1 Corinthians 10. And then start reading from verse 1. He said, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant. I would not that ye should be ignorant. How that all our fathers were under what? The cloud. They were under the cloud. The cloud of glory. He said, and all passed through the sea, the sea of the glory of God. And we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. He said, but that was not the only thing that happened to them. Bible says, verse 3, and did all eat the same spiritual meat. And what's the spiritual meat they ate? It was called manna, the food of the angels. 
Hallelujah. Glory, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and did, verse 4, and did all drink the spiritual, did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was who? Christ. These Old Testament saints, they experienced Christ. So if you are thinking that you are the only one that experienced Christ, no. They didn't experience Christ in the way that we did, but they did experience what? Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. They experienced Christ. So, and that's why we need to take a coup from the way they were led. It was God himself that led them. And Christ was there. Christ was right there with them, leading them through the way. So, and that's why we need to understand that light is not only meant for the Old Testament believers. It's also meant for us. We're going to be led by God through light. Light. Come on, say light. Yes. Psalm 119, verse 105. It said, A word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word. So this is being led by the light of the word of God. The light, literally the word of God. Every time you get on the word, there's light there. Literally. You open the Bible and then begin to read the Bible, there is light there for you. Yeah. It may be the general light. When it comes to details, there's a way, there's a way we move and then find out the details. I'm coming to that in a moment. But there's a general light that prepares your heart, that lightens your heart, lightens your heart to be able to understand the details. And that's why if you, if you, if you don't get into the word of God and then you want to begin to go into the details, there's a problem. Because your spirit man and your soul, you know, I already told you that the workings of the heart is actually the workings of the spirit and the soul, right? So, so why is it important that we get ourselves so soaked up in the word of God? So that our, our heart will be lightened. Amen. So the entrance of your word gives what? Light. So the, that light is very key. Now, reading the word of God might not tell you who you need to marry because the name of the person you need to marry is not the word. But it prepares you to know. It creates that environment of lights where you can begin to see and know the details. And then you can now know, oh, this is the person. You can know the name of the person. Oh, this is it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you just know. And how do you know? When you say, I just know that I know that I know. This is the right person. That's the power of encounter with light through the studying of the word. You must be a man and a woman of the word. Tell your neighbor you must be a man and a woman of the word. Of course, you know verse 130 says the entrance of thy words gives life, it gives understanding unto the simple. Glory to God. So when we have the word of God in our hearts, the word of God produces light in our hearts, it prepares us to begin to move into the details. So the word of God is the light that is made available for us. So we can say that the word of God is the light of God also, right? Yes, sir. But the word of God is not only the light of God. 
Whereas the word of God is not only the light of God, you cannot jump the light of God and then begin to make use of another light that we want to discuss about now. Because the word of God is very key for this second light to be able to function well. And here is a problem. Many of us, some of us, we stay with the word, which is good. And then we stop at the level of the word of God. And that's why we don't know more than the things the word of God will show us. Because when we, when we want to know the details, there is, when, when the word of God has empowered our hearts, empowers our hearts to now go and know the details. You must know how it works. You must know how it works. And this takes us to being led by what I call the light and the candle of the Lord. Or let's put it this way, to be led by the candle of the Lord. So the word of God is the light of the word. And then there is this other one that is called the candle of the Lord. Why is it the candle of the Lord? Why didn't they say it's actually light? Of course, we know candle does the work of light, right? But, but it only with candle, what can you see? Only that specific area. That's why it's, this thing is called the candle of the Lord. It's called the candle of the Lord. That when you want to know the details, you, need the, you use the candle to know. Whereas the word of God is the light of the light of God that lightens your heart and all of that. But when you want to come into the details, you use the candle to know the details. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Proverbs 20, 27. It said, The spirit of man is the can you say that? Is what? The candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is what? The candle of the Lord. So when, when God wants to reveal details to you, he uses what? His candle. And what is his candle? Your spirit man. And what does he do? Look at it. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. And what is in your belly? Your destiny. He said, out on your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He said, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of them are the what? The issues of life. The issues of life talks about your destiny. So he says, he says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord that searches the inward parts of man. The inward parts of the belly. That's where your destiny is. That's where God's purpose for your life is. That's where your quantum leaps is. That's where everything that God has put into you, that's where it is. That's where the kingdom of God is. That's where within you is the kingdom of God. That's where the kingdom of God is. And I say, the spirit, your human spirit, that's the spirit of man. The human spirit is the Handle of the Lord. So one of the key jobs of the human spirit is to do what? To search. Is a searcher. Come and say, the human spirit is a searcher. Is the Google. Is the Google of the Lord. Hey, hey. You want to know? You want to go into the details? You must get into the browser of the spirit and then get into go to www.googleofthespirit. <laughs> and then you type what you need. Can you go can you go to Google and just say uh, Google just show me anything? That means you you don't even know what you are doing. Right? That's what it means. You don't know what you're doing. You just say to Google that, and then I'm asking you, I'm sitting by your side, say, what do you want to do on Google? I don't know. I just believe Google will tell me. Please, will Google tell you? 
Google will only bring to you what you ask Google, what you are searching. And you have to be very specific. If you just, if you are searching for specific things and you type a general thing, what will it bring? It will bring millions of pages. That's a big problem. That millions of pages will, can take 20, 30 days, if you are searching one by one, to be able to pick what you are looking for. But if you come and then type it in details, and then if you go and then understand the way Google works, and then understand how to use plus, understand how to use uh, quotation mark, and all of those things, you put it, it will just bring a few pages. And then it will bring what you are looking for in page one. That when you begin to look at it, you begin to look, you begin to look, and then you say, yeah, this is what I need. This is what I've been searching for. But when you go there, and that's the problem believers have, they don't understand how to inquire specifically. That's why you don't get answer. You must learn to inquire specifically because the, the spirit of man is the candle, candle of the Lord. Candle can only see just a sphere, a little radius. So that's why you must, when you want to search, you must be very specific so that that area, you put the light there and then you can see the details. Glory to God. That's the way it works. That's why anyone, any believer can know anything they want to know from the Lord. There's nothing that your the spirit man of my spirit man is not is not stronger than your spirit man. We're talking about spirit man now. That's what it does. But the workings of my spirit man with my soul can be stronger. Are you with me? The combined work of my spirit man and my soul can be stronger than someone else's. The other person can be stronger than mine. But my spirit man, as it were, one with the spirit of God, we see, we know. So if you will sit down, and then capture, this is what I want to know. And then you focus on that. And you put the searchlight on that detail. That's your candle now. You put your candle. And then when, when you put your candle, it's working with your soul. Because as, as your candle is getting it, your soul is receiving the interpretation of it, understanding what is being said. Hallelujah. So the spirit searches the heart of God. So that's why you search the heart of God by the candle of the Lord. You search the heart of God by the candle of the Lord. What's the candle of the Lord? What is the candle of the Lord? I we all good students? What is the candle of the Lord? My spirit. Okay, let's see. First Corinthians chapter two. Verse 10. Maybe I'll, I'll stop here and then I can uh, maybe pick that up next week. But I, I really would like to dig on this more. First Corinthians 2, verse 10. He said, But God has revealed them unto us. Maybe let's start from verse 9. Verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ill heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. Come on, say into the heart of man. So this thing is meant to enter into the heart of man. <laughs> he said, the things which God has prepared for them, they love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. <laughs> he said, these things have been revealed to us. By, he didn't say God is going to reveal them to us. He said they have been revealed to us. In other words, what is he saying? These things have entered into the heart of man. 
They have entered into the belly of men. The spirit of man is a candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of what? The belly. Why does he need to search in what part of the belly? In the New Testament, he says, see, we don't have a problem of the plan and the purpose of God. Said so the plan and the purpose of God has been revealed to our inward parts of the belly. But a search needs to be done. Hallelujah. We have the Google on the inside of us. We have the Google of our destiny on the inside of us. We have the Google of our quantum leaps on the inside of us. We just need to put the searchlight on. And the searchlight is what? Are you here? The searchlight is what? Our spirit man. Our spirit man. Verse 11, he said, for what, for what man knoweth the things of a man? What is it that knows the things of a man? Save the spirit of man. He said, it's only the spirit of man that knows the things of man. The inward parts of man. The inward parts of the belly. It's only the spirit of man that knows it. And here, God has revealed them to where our inward parts they are in our belly. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given unto us. Didn't I say it? That these things have been freely given unto us already. All we need to do is what? To know them. Put on the such light to know them. And you do it by searching. Searching. Proverbs 25 verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But the honor of kings is to search out a matter. We're not doing enough searching in the spirit. We're not. We're lazy. We can sit in a place for two hours and search. And know what is going on in the spirit. I say, this area of my life, I need to know what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. And then put a searchlight on it. You said for two hours, you haven't gotten it. You are getting some few things. Next day, you put your search on it. You don't delay from it. You don't begin to focus on something else. No, you keep focusing on that. If it will take you one week, what is important is that you get to the root of the matter. That's the way it works. Hallelujah. That's why all these sisters, all these sisters that brothers will propose to. And then they, after one month, they will still be telling you that they have not heard from God. They are not serious. They are not putting the searchlight on. What did I say brothers should do to such a sister? Huh? You can't remember. I said something like that before. Hallelujah. Okay, it wasn't here. Okay, it was oh it wasn't here. Oh really? Alright, okay. Okay, since it, let's leave it then. Since it wasn't here. Glory to God. How come I just thought it was here? Because it was another okay, I was ministering somewhere in if and I said that. Okay. Alright, let's leave that out then. Amen. <laughs> okay. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. So that's the way God does it. God brings his purpose and his plan and then releases them to where? To our inner 
life to our inward belly. He said, now we have received not the spirit of the word, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. They are, they are already freely given to us. Not that they are, they are about to be given to us. And they are where? They are locked up where? Inside of us. The kingdom of God is within you, but you must put on your searchlight. To know these things. They're not far away. They are there. So the, the, the question is not, Lord, give me, give me. It's been given. Tell your neighbor, it's been given. See, see, everything you need for your success has been given to you. There is no devil that has stolen it away from you. You stole it from yourself. Amen. That's one of the things. If the devil comes in and then has taken something, the easiest thing is just speak to the devil. Devil, return what you have given, uh, stolen. Then he returns it. And many of us, we stay on that. Even when we are spoken to the devil, devil, remove your hands off my life. You understand? And the devil has left you. You still go there and say it's the devil that is causing problem. Whereas it is you that refuse to search the light to know what to do. And then the devil is just there standing. Say, see this person, no. He said I should remove my hand, remove my hand. And he's still saying I'm the problem for his life. I'm not. God, can you see how these people are lying against me? Anyway, I'm fine. Let them not even know that I'm not their problem again. And yet every day. They are saying the problem, the devil is my problem, the devil is my problem. Whereas, all they needed to do at that point in time. Now, now see, there's a place where the devil comes and really attacks you seriously. And that point in time, it's not the time to start searching. You understand? You perceive, the moment you perceive this is the devil attacking you, speak to the devil. Deal with the devil instantly. And when you speak to the devil, the devil is bound to hear you. Why? Because you are not speaking on your own accord. You are speaking on the authority in the name of Jesus. And so when you say, devil, in the name of Jesus, put your hands off me. Then he does. And the next thing is to search. Is to search. Because you need to know how to navigate and get that victory manifested. And so you need to put on the searchlight to know. And that's where responsibility comes. That's where the real work is. The kind of prayer believers are praying are just prayers without focus. They just say, okay, we, we should pray, we pray. They are not praying responsibly. They are not praying with understanding. Pray to know. Pray to search. Putting on your searchlight as you are praying. Now that's very important. And that's why we begin to make progress in life. Hallelujah. Now one of the primary work of the human spirit is what? The candle of the Lord. It's the candle of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about that one. The human spirit is the candle of the Lord. So if God is going to show you something in details, he's going to show you through your human spirit, which is the candle of the Lord. And for you to know, you put on the searchlight of the human spirit into your inward parts, because that's where God has packaged everything. He has put everything there. It's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. The kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so that's why you see scriptures like it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. How does, the God, how does God conceal a thing? That when he brings it and he has revealed it unto us, he does not reveal it and put it in the open for everybody to see. Where does he put it? He put it in your inward parts. <laughs> that you yourself, if you don't search, you can't see it. Because whatever God is given is precious. Very precious. You don't find precious things on the surface of the earth. Have you, uh, have you seen uh, uh, on the surface of the earth, you just, you just see somewhere and then oil is just coming out. Fuel is just coming out for you. Crude oil. Crude oil is just coming out. Like that. Like that. Have you seen it? 
even when they discover crude oil, they would discover it, they would dig, 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 dig inside to, to find out, to, to begin to, to explore the crude oil. There's no place in Nigeria, anywhere in the world, that crude oil just starts floating. No, there's no place like that. Neither will you find gold on the surface. You dig, mine deep, deep, deep. Even in Enugu City, where there is, it's called the coal city, you don't find coal on the surface. You dig inside to, to bring the coal out. There is no precious thing that you find on the surface. You dig it. That is called responsibility. Hallelujah. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search it out. That's why we are called what? Kings. We have been made kings. It is it's a honorable thing to us to search these things out. It's one of the ways to behave honorably. That when you put on your searchlight and begin to search, you have moved into that atmosphere of what? Honor. It means you're about to manifest honor in a new dimension in your life. You're about to begin to walk in honor in a new dimension in your life. That's what it means. I just want to finish this, okay? Just give me a few minutes. And then lastly, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10. 1 Peter 1, 10. This tells us the, the secret of the apostles, the prophets, how they were able to receive the things of God. 1 Peter 1.10. He said, of which salvation the prophets. Okay, maybe let's start from verse 9. From, from verse 9. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. So he's talking about salvation here. And then he now says, of which salvation the prophets have inquired. Come on, say inquired. And searched what? Lazily. Lazily. Uh -huh. Now that lazily. Diligently. The first thing they did is what they inquired. They put on their searchlights. And then searched diligently. Who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. So they searched and then they were able to receive these words and then prophesied of the grace that should come. They prophesied about this salvation. They prophesied about Jesus Christ coming. But how did they receive it? By inquiries and then searching. Verse 11. He says, searching what? So they were searching what? What is it that the Lord wants to do? What is it that the Lord wants to do? So the first thing they did was to know the what. And then the next thing they went ahead to do was to know what? The time. They said, what manner of time? And this brings us back to the fact that you, see, you need to know the what, and then you need to know the time of your visitation. So, what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, and when he testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that you call, the glory that you follow, the suffering. So we see how they were able, every prophecy about the Messiah, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, now the Bible is telling us the secret of how they got it. How? By inquiry. Some of us just think that they just sat there and they were so lazy doing nothing and then the word of the Lord just came to them. No. They were not lazy. They were searchers in the spirit. They were inquirers. Somehow they just knew that 
God is planning something huge. And then they began to inquire. And began to inquire. And began to inquire. Very classical example of what happens in the realm of the spirit is the wise men from the east. The wise men from the east. That picture, the wise men from the east showed us is actually the picture of what happens in the realm of the spirit. That when they, when they saw the star, they knew, uh-uh, this one is not an ordinary star. And they check out the star. They said, this is the star of a great king. And they wanted to know, and even not know, encounter this great king. What did they do? Did they sit, did they sit down at home? Then what did they do? They began to search and move and move and then followed the star. And everywhere the star stopped, they stopped. The star too is so intelligent that the star knows when it's night, this people needs to rest. The star will stop. And they will rest. And then they don't overrest. When they are resting, they are resting with the, with the intention that the star could move anytime. Maybe peradventure, we don't know. The Bible didn't tell us the details. Maybe peradventure, you know, the Bible didn't say there are three men. Not this one, I don't know where they got it from. The Bible never said there are three men. It said wise men, right? I guess where they got it from is because they saw three gifts. So they thought, okay, it's three men. He said, wise men. It's likely they may be up to 40. So if they are up to 40, it makes it very easy for them. So they'll be doing shift. And now somebody is there watching the star. Oh yeah, you guys sleep tonight. I'll be watching. And then as they were sleeping 2 a.m., the star said, hey guys, come on, stand up. Stand up, stand up. This star is moving now. Oh yeah, move, 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 move. But what do we see today? We see some believers. At 2 a.m., the star is moving. That's when they put on the, sec- the gear five of their sleep. And then you come and see some kind of snoring that you have never seen before. <laughs> the star has gone. And they are still there. That will not be your person. <laughs> In Jesus' name. And, so, and we see the same classical example in the life of the Israelites, how that God led them by the cloud of pillar, the pillar of cloud in the day, and then the pillar of fire by night. And every time when they are being led, the funny thing is that there are times the cloud will go for more than 48 hours without stopping, and they won't stop. You know what? Because they were led not only by light, they were led by the glory of God. And because they were led by the glory of God, there was a supernatural strength that was granted to them, both children and adults, that they didn't feel the natural weariness in their body. That every time they go in the strength of that leading for 48 hours, they wouldn't even feel it. And then the cloud stops. And then they stop. They know that, okay, this is a place. They need to stop. And at times, the cloud can stay there for a month. And they stay there, camp, camp. And then when the cloud begins to, you know, like rev, begin to do like this, come and see how they begin to remove their, their tent. The cloud is about to move. Cloud is about to move. Everyone move. Very sensitive to the cloud. And that's the way the Christian life is. We, are so, we should be so sensitive the leading of the light in us. The light of God. Stand your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I wanted to talk to the Lord that I'm going to, I'm going to begin to put on my such light to know in details the things that have been revealed to my inner belly to the inward parts of my inner belly, to the inward part of my belly, that put on the such light to know these things. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I wanted to pray that prayer for 30 seconds, and then we'll round it up. Hallelujah. We'll be, we give you all the praise in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.
There's nothing you cannot know. All you just need to do is sit down and put on your searchlight and know it. God has given you that strength, that grace. You have it in the name of Jesus. And I pray you go from the power of the Holy Ghost. The strength of the Lord is upon you. You are going out. You are coming in this blessing of the Lord. The lines are falling onto you in pleasant places. You, you have a goodly heritage in the name of Jesus. You walk in the light of God. You walk in the revelation of God. You begin to put on your such light and to inquire and to search into the things of God in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Please may be seated. Glory to God. Hallelujah.